Oh yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on this Ventura Forward podcast. We're always searching for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the news across the 805. On this show, we're breaking down those segments that we're always looking through our unique, unique journalistic points of view across the 805. Spence, how you feeling? Boy, it's been busy. We uh, went to a rather raucous a meeting at the Ventura County Fairgrounds. You've been out and about in the public a lot, as always. Uh, so this has been busy. Got some snow up on the mountains. It's really an incredible time here for Ventura County. I like that. February is ending. March is coming in. And you're right. The fairgrounds is the hot topic right now to upgrade, to keep it the same, or to ultimately have a land swap where we can have the fairgrounds leave our ocean area and no longer have that fair spend. So that's the question that we've been proposing. We had Rick Conrad with PSG and last week talking about that specific 63 acres. But for this episode in 45, I'm crazy stoked because we're actually going to bring in a business owner of the downtown Ventura area. Everyone seems to know about traffic, how it affects downtown. But we brought in somebody really special today to give us that point of view, what it's like to be a downtown business, currently doing business, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, and possibly with an upgrade to the fairgrounds. And what does that mean to a local business owner? All right, so uh, in studio we have... Oh, ho, ho, don't break me now because I'm so pumped up here, Spence. The man I've been waiting to bring in, he's feeding people all over the world with his philanthropy. We just talked about his great work inside Dodger Stadium. This man has been cruising up Southern California coast, being a revolutionist in the craft cocktail world. And his passion is coming here to full course as the owner, mixologist at Rocks and Drams, downtown Ventura, Mark uh, Valdevia. Give me that one again, Mark Valdivia. I'm going to try that. Mark Valdivia, <laughs> welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you. Holy moly. Especially hey. got to get that last name. You know, N-O-R-D-N is a lot easier than that. But Mark, more importantly, you're sharing the stoke. You're in studio with Spence and Spence. How are things going? Things are good. Things are good. They're hectic, but they're good. You know, I'm alive. We're good. And Rocks and Drams is a business that you have downtown. It's on California Street, and pretty much the crossroad is Main Street. You're right next door to Lure, right in that unique special area. So thank you for, for just first and foremost and investing in the city of Ventura and being an owner here because it's always talked about supporting Ventura and being local, but you put your hard-earned money and time and experience oh. into our community. So give us a creep understanding. First off, what does Rocks and Drams mean? Okay. And, and then why did you bring that business to our town? So Rocks and Drams does have a meaning, right? Um, I have two, I have three sons now. All right. By the time when I did Rocks and Drams, hell yeah, too. Uh, so my oldest, 12, Rocco, and my, at the time, youngest, Dominic. So yeah, as I'm sitting there talking to my wife, you know, what, what are we going to do with this business? What are we going to call it? So I just, I literally just took my, my son's first initials, Rocks and Drams, right? So Rocks is a terminology that we use in the industry for Ice, right? Ice. Give me a rock, you know, or give me rocks. Um, drams, right. Go to Ireland. And you're American. You bow up to a bar. Give me a shot. Bartender's going to look at you and go, you want me to shoot you? Why do you want me to shoot you? But if you bow up to a bar in Ireland and go, can I have a weed dram? He'll know exactly what you're talking about, right? So the terminology for us, technically, is for to pour whiskey or any beautiful spirit, we always pour in a dram, right? A dram. A dram. I want a dram, you know, here we say, give me a shot, you mm -hmm. know, no, it's like it, but in Europe, it's a dram, right? So anytime we do any kind, anytime educational seminars, it's always in a dram glass. 
I, this is probably the number one question I get all the time. What's a dram? I'm like, let me walk you through it. <laughs> I get right? It. But it also just happens to be my my second son's first initial with the D. So Dommy Drams, right? So Rocco Rocks, Dommy Drams. How familiar were you with the word dram before you started looking into this naming of that? Like, did you know all about the dram thing that you just told us about? I did. did. You know, I, I, I got school the game uh, at the age of 23. Like, so I started in the spirits industry at 23. I had no idea what I was doing. At the time, you know, I was, I was dating my wife, who's now my wife, and my father-in-law owned the cave here in Ventura, and he started the cave. Uh, I, what I thought was a summer job ended up being a, a lifelong job. You know, at 23, I was going to Cal State Northridge and I asked for a summer job. And next, you know, I'm in a hotel for a week. I get a computer. I get a, I get all this like equipment. And I'm like, oh, man, this is serious. Like, and so, you know, six months into it, he asked me how, how it was going. I told him I hated, I hated it. And we we're having dinner. And you ever like have dinner with like a guy you're trying to impress you're trying to, because you're dating his daughter. He like literally threw his fork and knife down. He said, hey, you're on my name. You don't like it. You know, give it three. Give it three more months. You don't like it, then quit. But give it three more months. Fourteen years, I was still there, and you know, I, I moved up the ranks as a fine wine salesman to a key account, working for the Diageo and Hennessy portfolio, massive portfolios. Um, you know, moved all around. You know, the you know, moved to Slow, moved to Long Beach. You know, so I was like, I was a company guy, and then became a division manager here locally. And ran everything from Carpinteria to just just north of the 405. And this for distribution of alcohol. Of yeah, alcohol. this is working for Southern Wine Spirits. Working for Southern Wine Spirits, in and out on premise is what we call it. Um, you know, in and out of lounges, bars, hotels, everything. You know, our job was to basically, you know, get on cocktail menu, wells, everything that you that Spence sees when you go into a bar. Like we have a hand in that. You know, our goal is to have a hand in that. If you're good at your job, you have a hand in that, right? So. Your relationships with bar owners, restaurant owners are key. So, I mean, I, I used to tell my reps, think of yourself as a CIA operative n having a goal, and the objective is the person that owns the bar or the decision maker. Your job is to influence them, plain and simple. Sure. Of what your portfolio is and what you're selling. That's it. We know the influence he can create. The story of rocks and drams is here. Mark's in studio sharing that stoke with the Ventura Ford of a local business owner. Mark, appreciate you coming in here again and spending time Thank with us. Talk about maybe the beginning right now of your passion for Ventura. You're born, you're born in Oxnard, right? Born and raised. Born and raised in Oxnard. You went to Oxnard High School? Oxnard High. What middle school did you go to? Uh, Fremont. Fremont? Fremont Junior High. Falcon. What were you doing around, <laughs> what were you doing around in middle school? What was your hobbies? Sports. I was a big sports guy, you know, uh, baseball, football, you name it. Like uh, we would jump from one practice to the next. You know, my poor mom would truck us from one practice to another practice and then, you know, just barely have enough time to do homework and eat and go to bed and then repeat it again, you know, six days a week. After high school and Oxnard High School, what were your aspirations? You know, like for me, I wanted to be like a PE coach. And then I ended up going to Quest and little things and <laughs> ended up finding myself in the bar business in Arizona and Scottsdale and Tempe which kind of similar to your story before I was a young 20 year old and I had 15 years in the business, but what were some of your aspirations coming as a young man in Oxnard? What'd you want to be? Well, you know, one of my aspirations was, was to play pro ball. Like, um, you know, um, it wasn't until I got to Oxnard college at the time, had a phenomenal baseball program and, um, you know, going through the whole workouts and everything and playing with someone like Jack Wilson. Jack was really like the, the, the point turning point for me. Um, because I knew, I knew right then and then hanging out with him for a summer, I just didn't have the fire that Jack had. Like I didn't have it. 
and I, I used to ask Jack this all the time when we hung out for a whole summer. While my friends are in Puerto Vallarta partying, right, hanging out, which I didn't go. So a whole summer I'm spending with Jack Wilson. And I like the guy talked, slept, and did everything baseball. And I just could not wrap my head around it. And Jack was all in. And I tell it to my twelve year old all the time, like, son, you have to be obsessive. And Jack was obsessive. Yeah. And I tell him, like, I, I, I saw it. I physically saw it and I just was too immature to really understand what it take, what it took sure. to become a 16-year big leaguer, right? Shortstop for, you know, three. Number three, two, Pittsburgh Pirates. Amazing, right? And and I just, I, I missed it. Like, God put him in front of me, and I just completely missed it. And uh, it wasn't until after that summer we went through workouts, I, I just, I told myself, I have to go, I have to go get a job. Like, I, I have to go in the work, workforce because I don't have this passion. Like going going to three tier cities with you know twenty thirty smelly guys in a in a, in a you know three tier city in a, in, a, in a terrible motel like I'm like I just I can't do it I'm not gonna <laughs> do it couldn't make it I can't, the I can't put myself through it but Jack was like I'm all in and you know lo and behold so there the, he is the passion was baseball early early and then you got into that and then you started steering that stoke about supporting yourself being an entrepreneur got right into the mixology business and beverage business. Leading us ultimately, like you said, yeah. a long road, of course, yeah. but now to being a business owner and really sharing that stoke because you know you're you're vibing at big time right now. Give me a little bit too about some of your philanthropy work you've been doing about World Central Kitchen, yeah. correct? Yeah. Um, so you know, World Central Kitchen for me and my wife started with Thomas Fire, right? It was a, you know Thomas Fire was a huge fire that affected all of us here in Ventura. Uh, I remember answering a call on Facebook and you know Jason Collis, you know, simply said his his message was, "I need hands. We're at the mission." hands and i literally put my phone down and i ran sorry you're good and i ran down there right and right when i walked in he's like you work now get to work you know so you know being me being a corporate guy i popped over my computer popped into open excel and i started like situating you know deliveries right locations that we were dropping needing to drop food so i organized everything put everything on excel so that everyone can read it everything was transparent and as food's coming out of the kitchen, I needed to get that hot food to a, a fire line or wherever it needed to go, fairgrounds, because everyone was congregating at the fairgrounds. It was chaos, right? Yeah. So this is day one, day two, day three. Day three, you know, um, this chef walks in. His name is Jose Andres. Me being the, from the industry, I knew exactly who he was. I was like, holy crap, it's Jose Andres. And next, you know, like these shirts start showing up. And, you know, Nate Mook walks in, who was, you know, is now the former CEO of World Central Kitchen, who wasn't at the time. And then David Chang walks in. And if you're in the industry, you're in my line at work, you know, working at the time, I was working for Beam Centauri, you know who David Chang is. And I'm going like, holy crap, that's David Chang. And he's got like this whole posse with him, everything. And, and everyone's at the fairgrounds. Everyone's at the fairgrounds. There's there's firefighters on fire lines. There's there's cops we're feeding, first responders. Everyone, it's just chaos. There's smoke in the air. It's it's just it's nuts. And there's Jim Rice. There's all these other like restaurant tours in there, like literally like building sandwiches, doing whatever we could to like keep busy and keep going. Meanwhile, you know, my father in law's business is flooded with smoke and it's in the middle of the Christmas holiday season and we've literally like just had nothing we had nothing going on like everything that we did we would do about 70 percent of our business during that time was gone so the only thing we could do was have help help out the best way we possibly could so that's how it started for me Woolsey fire came mudslides came from montecito and then pandemic hits you know um 
I get a call from Jason Collis. He's in Poland. It's literally the middle of the night. And I answer. I'm like, Chef, what's up? Everything okay? He's like, I need you. And I'm like, okay. And it's one in the morning. And I, what, what, what's Where up? are you? Where are you? He's like, I'm in Poland. I need you in Poland next next month. And I'm like, you got it, Chef. And I hung up. And my wife's like, who is who was that? I'm like, it was, Jay, it was Chef. And he needs me to go to Poland. And I was in Poland for a month helping out with the Ukraine Ukraine war and, you know, you know, shuttling, you know, uh, goods into, into Ukraine. My job there was procurement and to basically load trucks. So if you, if you look at a macro meal, uh, veggie, starch, and protein, my, my job, my partner's job was to load those trucks, whether it was a fresh truck or a dry truck, with 30 pallets of grain, veg, or, or protein so that the, the kits could, could be made in Ukraine. So there was massive warehouses that we had in Ukraine. These trucks would show up. They get broken down. Pallets are breaking down. And then they would br- put all this stuff in bags. And then those bags would go into Kherson and all these cities that were previously occupied by the Russians. So everything was already pre-done, right? So, and we did this seven days a week, you know, pretty much 18 hours a day. And, you know, I, I was in Warsaw. I would report to, a, to a, a location outside of Warsaw. And this is what we would do like seven days a week. How about that, Spence? Huh? Philanthropy all the way over there. Good stuff, huh? Yeah. What did you do on your summer vacation? You know, <laughs> it's that type of thing when you when you think you're helping out and then you go up to that level. With the food distribution, did you have to think a little Ukrainian, or were you just trying to get protein starches? Was there any style to the food at all? Great question. You know, when I when I showed up when I showed up, we had a lot of pasta, a lot of stuff from Italy, and um, we we would conversate with this lady by the name of Yulia. Like Yulia is now you know, up there with President Zelensky now. And so we would talk to Yulia every day. And finally, I asked, I asked Yulia the question. Like, Yulia, what is the normal diet that Ukrainians eat? She's like, so, I'm so glad you asked that, Mark. Um, we eat groats. We eat buckwheat. We eat this. Like this pasta, this penne, like we don't normally eat this stuff. So, you know, kind of rerouting on that, reporting, rolling all that up, would roll it up to, you know, the person I had at World Central Kitchen. And I, and I, and I explain to her like look this is what this is what their diet consists of so i i i coined it yulia's likes so i I, again created an excel sheet of yulia's likes and yulia's ideal food that she would want to get into into ukraine and all these like places that you know that were familiar with the food that these people were familiar with and why not like why not route ourselves to give that comfort to them so great question and we ended up doing that we ended up you know buying locally so again stimulating the local economy and then rerouting it to these places that needed it where people were familiarizing themselves with it or were familiar with it so they would cook it in their home you know because a lot of people were home you know they, they were home they, they couldn't leave you know there's bombs going off there's sirens going off and they're able to cook and do what they needed to do you know in the comfort of their home yeah sustenance initially essential but it's nice that because that that's comfort to the heart that um, that is different. Yep. Yep. Episode, nice work, sir. Episode number That's 45, awesome. Mark Davidia yeah. in here getting it done. I can't be more excited to have you in because it's full circle. It's Ventura. We're world influencers. Now we're going to roll into a little bit of the fun stuff. Some of little your personality stuff. You've talked about sharing the stoke here from the 805 into your world viewpoint. And then, of course, bringing that cocktail creation that quality of standard that you have been showing all over the world into Ventura, into our hometown, mm-hmm. giving our 
locals and customers and residents that quality of life that we deserve and respect. But how did you get there and what do you do? So a few questions from our sponsors here. We want to know about you, Mark. We want to know number one here. Spence, watch this question. It's coming first this week. You ready? I'm ready. Pizza. You pizza guy? Yeah. What's your favorite toppings on pizza? Oh, pepperoni pineapple. Oh, oh man, I told you you're going to love this guy. Score. <laughs> so you like pe- you like pineapple on pizza? All day. Would love you, it. Would you go for extra pineapple? All day. Whoa, epic call there. Wow, what a stud. 45, let's go. Okay, Ventura Music Hall. Have you been yet? I have not. Ooh, are you aware that the uh, Ventura Ford Platforms gives away tickets if you want to be a reporter for all shows? Ah, didn't, didn't know that. So now you know you can okay. get tickets from us, be a reporter, go tag a story, one of your photos, and you get free entry to Ventura Music Hall. Okay. Special LaHooka from Ariel and her team. Thank you, Ariel. But if you haven't been to Ventura Music Hall, when's the last time you've been to a live concert? Ooh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, SoFi Stadium just before I uh, deployed to Kentucky. Yeah. Bucket list. Well, that was, I haven't seen them yet. Was it Amazing. Who was on the bill? Um, bill. The bill. Who uh, was just the Peppers? Oh, uh, no. It was uh, Thundercat. It was Beck. Thundercat uh, was uh, Thunder- Mac. Thundercat, the bass player. Yeah, oh, he was. He was. Uh, good grief. It was nuts. And I took oh. my. I took my kid, my sons. You know, one of them was just. I will never take again. But <laughs> yeah, take uh, <laughs> me next time, yeah. Mark. Thundercat was amazing. Beck was just. I. I really truly forgot how good Beck was or is. Yeah. Like, like it, it was. It was amazing. Ahead of his time. Did um, he amazing. Sing, did he sing "Old Man"? He sang. He sang quite a bit. I don't know if he yeah, sang he "Old did, Man." He did. An, he did um, the Neil Young cover. They're they're buddies. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a great show right yeah, there. Yeah, it was a great show. Pretty awesome. You talked about baseball stuff. Here on Ventura Ford, we love the Dodgers. And we want to know, when you go to a Dodger game, where do you prefer to sit? Easy question. Easy question. Easy question. Loge. Loge, Loge seats. Loge where? Uh, Loge third base side. Just because I, there's a there's a cocktail place right there next to it where I can get my cocktails pretty quick. I got it. I actually got a text too. My guy Steve has season tickets. Wants me to buy some more games this year. Lowe's right behind home plate. You yeah, wanna, that's a good one too. You want to go? I'm down. Always down for a Dodger game. My favorite spot: Left Field Pavilion. Yep. I heard. I heard you. You're the. You're the wave instigator. Oh, good. He got that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, guess what? We got a new sponsor here coming up this week, Spence. Spencer McKenzie's. If there wasn't enough Spencers in the room, we know we want the trifecta. They are going to be sponsoring Ventura Forward moving forward, which I'm crazy stoked about. Our second Saturday cleanups, we're going to be heading over to Spencer McKenzie's to get tacos after our cleanup. So thank you, John. But I want to know, Mark, right now, do you visit Spencer McKenzie's? I have. And what's your favorite item on the menu? Uh, ahi taco. The ahi taco. Yeah. Yes. Ahi taco. Have you had the the, the pokey, uh, pokey pocket too? Have you had one of the pokey pockets? I haven't had the pokey pocket, but I'm, I'm kind of a creature of habit, so I kind of get the same thing every time I do go. Really? Yeah. So you're one of the guys that doesn't adventure out in the menu. I, I try not to. I, I kind of stick with what I like, and I want that moment to be that moment, and... You know, maybe there's some sometime the line down the line I'll do something else, but <laughs> like I want my experience to be my experience. It's the same way for me. Like when I go to Cafe Zach's, and exactly what I'm gonna get, the whole nine. It's what just, about a different experience there? Don't you, you want to recreate the experience? I'll, I'll, I'll let somebody else do that, and I might peek <laughs> at their dish and go, all right, maybe I'll try that next time. But yeah, no. That's <laughs> awesome. 
Okay, uh, Arsenal Comics. We're always a big fan of uh, Timmy, what he's done in our community. Putting two trees on that comic book with Spider-Man. That was really cool. Were you a superhero fan? I was. I am. And I am. growing up, did you read comic books? And what was your favorite comic book growing up? I didn't read comic books, but um, and my mom and my dad can attest to this. I had a Spider-Man poster in my room. Ooh. Yeah. I always, you know, the neighborhood Spider-Man. And I kind of think of myself of that person with the, with the bar, right? Neighborhood bar, neighborhood Spider-Man, you know. So, you know, for me, for me, Spider-Man was always something that was always the superhero that spoke to me most. Just because he was a common guy, you know, he was able to kind of get out of his clothes and do his thing, and but had his had his time to go do what he needed to do. Had his spidey senses, or your spidey senses, yeah, in, in, yeah. The, in the mixology world, right? I like that. Yeah, I was pretty good. My intuition's always pretty good, you know, and pretty lucky when it comes to that, you know. Always had a knack for that. I think that's what kind of me and you had in common too. We first started hitting off in it through Instagram and through business. I really appreciate your style, like you said, that awareness. You know, you can tell when somebody wants to be aware and accept people like you can anybody I say can serve tables, but you have to love customer service. 1000%. You have, and you, I don't even know if you can be born with that gift. I have it since the day I was born. Funny story about me. I was born at community Memorial hospital. My grandparents owned a grocery store, right? In orange market. My house was on the other side of the hospital. Before I went home my second day from the hospital, my dad took me to the grocery store. So I went to the store before, before I went home. <laughs> That's yeah. the funny stuff about, yeah. and I think you have that same type of attitude where you walk within a f- 100 yards of your business and your heightenedy goes up. You're looking at the surrounding area of your business, everything. the front door to your business. Everything. 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 And, and when you go to Rocks and Drams, you can see that. Everything. Details. I mean, it's, I, I don't know, it's, it's, I call it a disease. I, I, it literally, like, it drives my wife nuts. Yeah, I see everything, you know, and nothing's ever, per- nothing's ever, like, perfect for me. I'm constantly changing stuff which drives your nuts too, sure. um, you know, but it, I think it's, it's something that's driven me. It's something that as a very young age in a corporate world allowed me to move up the ladder pretty quick um, just because, you know, I was never satisfied with the work I was doing, you know, good and bad, right? Um, just because, you know, you're never satisfied, you're never content. And it drove her nuts. But at the same time, you know, it's it's having that drive. So, so in theory, like, I think I, I did pick up some stuff from Jack. I just later in life applied it right i was gonna say that you just didn't you weren't <laughs> obsessive about baseball but I you wasn't. found that what you were obsessive with yeah you found that internal fire that stoke for me it was moving home five years ago i was searching for it for a long time i didn't know where it was but for me it was being a community servant you know through the graffiti and the sticker removal i found that unlimited burning and when you find that burn it's fun to have other people watch you burn and I think that me and you kind of have the relationship too, where I'm watching you burn, you're watching me burn, and yeah. that's what motivates other people to kind of bring together. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, working corporate in working in Ventura County specifically, like the tenure that I had working here, um, and having a corporate entity, you know, in you know southern in Southern California, right? A lot of the execs live in you know uh, Laguna, they live in Long Beach, they live in Naples, right? So they look at Ventura County as like the redhead stepchild of like California, right? Or Southern California, right? So we were the butt of every joke. And, you know, they probably hate me saying this, but they would bring other execs out here to pasture, right? Um, And I never understood that. Being born and raised here in the 805, I'm like, well, okay, well, that's that's kind of a knock, whatever. But, you know, so I kind of use that as fuel to generate one of the best teams in the state 
here in Ventura County when I was the division manager. And I kind of kind of just threw a middle finger up to him and said, well, I'll show you. Spence, you know that passion of maybe being looked down upon or not as special being in Ventura County and being able to rise up and know that you're the best and being living in the best part of the world. Am I correct with that? Oh, absolutely. You know, being in radio around here, you, you get it a lot and you have some people. And I had some headbutts with some L.A. people, but. You know, we knew what we brought and we knew what we were. And sometimes when you go back at them, they're they're a little shocked that small school beats big school. And they'll look at you and you, you can just see it. I wasn't expecting that. And that's funny. And when they come to a city like this, the other question I wanted to throw, when you look at the fact that you've worked in big cities, but every once in a while when you step outside of Rocks and Drams, do you reflect a little bit about the fact you were in a war-torn country and then you're here? I mean, the beauty of Ventura and the calm that we have. So if all hell breaks loose here at your restaurant, you've had the experience of something. Oh. It, so it, that's got to be like, you know, it's really not that bad. What could be the worst thing that would happen to you here, you know, compared to what you what you realized when when you were not only serving the Thomas fire in mm-hmm. in town, mm-hmm. but when you were off there, it, it must really give you a level of I can handle this. Oh, it's a ton of perspective, right? You when you drop into a disaster zone, Kentucky, for an example, I mean, it's just chaos. There's I mean, it's it's chaos, right? Um, especially when you don't look like the people that live mm-hmm. there, right? You know, so you're already at a disadvantage to begin with. Uh, and I highly recommend everyone go visit eastern kentucky like it's it's a whole different planet and but when you come back um i have such an appreciation for what we have what i have what we have here because this is paradise it truly is paradise and um you know my partner actually picked up on it you know he's like dude like nothing like phases you anymore i'm like no man like i've seen i've seen death i've seen the worst in humanity i've seen disasters and you know what this is like i'm happy like I'm good. Like someone can come and spit in my face and tell me I'm the, I'm the worst person human being on the planet, but I'm okay because like I've seen it all and I'm good, man. Like they have they have a past because there's bigger fish to fry in life. And I and I see that every time I deploy. You know, um should have been in Turkey, but the wife was just like, "No. Like I'm not I'm usually supportive on you deploying cuz she also works for Wool Central." She's like, "Not happening. Like this one's this one's a no-go for me." two-month-year-old kid at home mm-hmm. she's like nope not gonna happen and the other thing that's funny about the vibe that when i i got stopped by rocks and drams you get a little jaded you know i've been here my whole life since yeah. 1961 i thought okay here's another place <laughs> definitely threw out a vibe the second i walked yeah. in it was like different and good different thank you you know when you walk in it's like okay this is different because i have how many times Here's the new place. You know, like you walk yeah. in, you go, yeah, it's a uh, different paint, uh, but it doesn't have anything. You know, okay, they renamed it, but it doesn't have anything. But uh, you got it. Thank you. you. Know, and it's 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 cool. Thank you. Thank you. you know, there's no other way to put it. It's just cool. You know, it's you go in there and you go, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere as opposed to just another place grabbing a drink. Yeah, that was the that was the goal. The goal was to teleport anyone and everyone that walked in, right? Um, very meticulously went through the, you know, four walls that, you know, people would, would initially see, you know, I, and I knew that going into being a hometown kid and also being a rep, rep, a wine spirit rep in the area, right? I called on that places, that place three times over, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I saw that place be three, te- three different things. So when I became like the sole like renter or, or owner of that place, I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I got to bring it on this one, right? 
you know, so like, oh, this is the last time this place is going to change over. So I spent quite a bit of money on the decor element of it because, again, my goal was to transport whoever walks through those two doors. Like, and I, and I feel like every restaurant, any anywhere where people go on their time off after work, everyone should be transported no matter what. Your job, my job, is to go into a place and, and, and as an owner and, and build a place that you, Spence, can go transport yourself. No matter what happened throughout your day before, like my goal is for my staff and me, while you're in my place, is to transport you to a happy place. And I knew I had to, I had to do a good job decor-wise to, to do that. And, um, and I think most people, most people in our industry now, I think figure it out. Um, we'll, we'll put some money in, into decor. Um, there are some places, I, and I think in town, that you know, can definitely use an upgrade or, an, or a facelift. So I put the majority of my money into the facelift of that, of that building or that space because I knew what it was and I knew what I wanted it to be. So, and Spencer, one thing that, and I know you obsess in some of the ways I do, and I love what you said because I've been in radio since 1979, so I'm introduced to a lot of businesses because we hope people advertise with us. And I'll walk into a place, okay, it looks like they have 60 chairs, there's 30 (laughs) people here now, a drinks, 13, and I start going through how many people do they need through how many, and it's crazy. And sometimes my wife will even say, you got to stop doing this. And even a furniture store, okay, that couch is three grand. How many people (laughs) come through and buy this? What's the flooring? How much uh, inventory is evil do they have? And it gets so crazy, you get caught up in it. But I think it's actually fun. I think it's it's that that mathematics in your head, no matter what it is, it's really interesting to get up in a business person's head like yours because yeah. you don't just go in there and say, oh, that's okay, and leave. It's you. You know, it's your family. It's the way you make money. It's the way you create your yeah. life. And the weight of that is huge. So when people don't understand local business, this is what powers the community. And it's that quality of business that Mark has been describing in his experiences that give us then an opportunity to share something very unique. And Spence, I think that sometimes as restaurant goers and people that go in our community, we really want to pick things apart or evaluate them if we think they're not being done right. Because it's in our town, we care about our community, and also we want that business owner to be successful. You know, it comes from a positive place. But what I love about Mark and him describing is it's almost like you're walking in cheers. You know, you can shut your eyes right now and see that that wood door swing open, you know, and that's the feeling you want when you go to Rocks and Drams. And I honestly get that there because when I walk into there, I'll let you know as a restaurant owner, I'm not worried about anymore if Mark's making money. I'm not worried about what those chairs are because I know there's an owner that's already taken care of that. And that he's in good position. So whatever I'm paying on the menu, whatever I'm ordering, it's in the favor of the business. And you have to trust that. So I love that when the decor and everything's taken care of, it actually allows me to relax as a restaurant person who's experienced. Because now I can just say, now I can have a good time. Now I'm supporting somebody who's cool. I'm in an environment that I like. The people that I hear are having a good experience. Finally, I'm in a place that I feel comfortable. And it takes a lot to get there. I don't know a lot of places in Ventura, but I sit down and I go, you know what? This is this is badass. Do you know? I mean, not to call it names, but do you have a place like a watering hole or a place that you go and feel comfortable? That's a great question. Yeah, it's funny. What what are those places where you say, boy, this this place does it 
Right. I, I'm going to have to. Uh, and we felt that. And Mark, I'm taking the mic. By not saying something immediately, that sounds critical. You know, that I can't yeah. just wrap Bob, but I know some places that hit the vibe for like my kids where I know it's a grand slam. I'll just name one that's a, and say what you will. When my kids go in the busy beat, they just have fun. Oh, they like the vibe. They like putting busy coins beat. in. Love it. They like busy everything beat. about it. And it's just the feeling of that. It's Nailed instant it. gratification. So if I want Love my it. kids to have fun, they know we're going where? And my, busy you know, Cole, for crying out loud, is 20. You know, but yeah. he's still like, great. And it's just a party. 100%. You know? I love and busy beat. It's, it's great. So that's, I think that's a good example that, that hits my family, certainly. Yeah. And if it hits my family, it's good for me. Agreed. Spot on, too, with Mark saying thank you for hosting our Christmas party we did yeah. this year. Well, that yeah, was yeah. fun, right? Wow, it was, it, was a, it was a good time. Did we come through? Ventura Ford came you through did. strong? You did. You did. A lot of familiar faces, which was great. You know, and um, yeah, it's good to see Roger and the boys over at Ray How about Fresco. the Grinch? How about Santa Claus? Yeah, that was cool, man. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a lot of good compliments about the Grinch, believe it or not, you know, so... Uh, we have to might have to do that. Again. We have to do it again for sure. Uh, oh, that's an annual thing. Yeah, we yeah. were talking about in the green room here how you can get the sponsor Ventura forward. Before we get off this podcast, we got a good ten minutes left. But just a big thank you. You know, thank you for receiving what we're doing. Thank yeah. you for your time today because it's going to take partnership with you and what you do in this community and other cool people to really move Ventura ultimately forward and create that example to where we can support local business and know that people can actually like give their money and make money and we can all talk about it. You know, like we can really give it forward to support your business because you want people to come in and have a good experience. Yep. That's the idea of your business plan, right? Yeah. Because people go sometimes, Rocks and Drams are so small. How are they making any money there? Like what's going on? And then you put the new kitchen in. Yep. So give me a little bit of understanding so the community knows that, A, you're doing, you're doing good for business mm -hmm. and that we need more business. And how can we help you in the future? God, just, and just support, you know, um, support. You know, we, we just did a, a pricing alignment on our food and cocktails, right? You know, my partner and I, we watch the market quite a bit, whether it's the news, everything that's going on, uh, even here locally, right? Um, and, you know, we, we realigned quite a bit, you know, so we added some stuff and we took away some stuff. But, you know, we, we decided that we needed to be somewhere around the 10s, the 12s, and the 14s. You know, no higher, no higher than 14, 15, right? So um, cocktails and food. Um, we really wanted, we really want to make rocks and drams for everybody, you know, family. And I want people to, to know that do not be intimidated by the decor. You know, do not be intimidated by that. I mean, it's still to the heart of, of what rocks and drams is. It's still, it's still me. It's still my partner, Chris, you know, we're, we're Coors Light guys, you know, it just, it just so happens that we had a facelift the, the building and do what we need to do so that we can attract the right customer and, and consumer. Right. I like to feel good. I like to dress up nice. You know, I like to wear, wear clothes that are, that are nice and, and present myself. And I, and I feel like the business should, should be the same. So don't be discouraged by the decor. Don't be discouraged by the, you know, some people say, oh, it's so fancy. And like, but if you really look at the root of Rocks and Drams, it's not fancy. You can get a Coors Banquet. You can get a Coors Light. You can get an IPA. You can get cocktails. You can get That's an old so Cobra Kai. Yeah, you can get so a you can get a, you can get a burger. You can get a smash burger, yeah, right? You can sure. you can get you know you can get all the things luxuries of life that a dive bar has or you know a five dining five five star dining place has. And remember, Johnny Cobra Kai, he goes for the banquet. Okay, my <laughs> yeah. kids watch that too, but. And that's the good part about it because I've always been – it's cozy, it's warm, but it's not arrogant. And, you know, there, there's yeah. a big difference where if somebody says, yeah, because sometimes, you know, when it's hot, 
I want a Budweiser. Yeah. I just want a regular, light, easy-going beer. But I'm also a huge fan of, like, for a shelf beer, Guinness. And it's just whichever it. one I want. Yeah. Okay, I'll be there. And it's Love a, Guinness. Yeah. And diversity of friendships, too, in Southern California. I mean, you can't just go to a brewery and expect everyone to want a beer. You no. know, You can't go to just a craft cocktail lounge and expect everyone to want to have a craft cocktail. No, I have everything, you know, I have wine, everything, you know, and again, my background, wine, spirits, I love beer, you can tell, obviously, my, my, my great figure, you know, so does my partner, so we really, <laughs> we really wanted, <laughs> we wanted to have everything we, you know, we could for the common person, right, so don't be fooled by the decor, you know, come in, enjoy, and, and you'll see some familiar, some familiar items on the menu that, you know, you'll see around town, you know, at, at you know, if not, better prices, you know, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that's us. I mean, we're, we're just common guys, common guys having a good experience downtown. Let's touch on the fairgrounds topic real talk, yeah. because we talked about how businesses have been said that they don't want the fairgrounds because they create more traffic or it might create more a competition. Uh, there Great. might, there might be retail space, new restaurants. Awesome. Give us an idea of what you think about having the fairgrounds updated. Competition is good, right? I mean, uh, again, sports guy. Cream always rises to the top. If your if your business is on is is on point and you're doing everything you need to do to bring it to the cut, you know, f- forefront, your your cream will rise to the top. Traffic, it's we live in California. Deal with it. It just it just, it is what it is. You know, um, I I always say this. It's time Ventura grows up. Like enough enough of like trying to keep it quaint and and small. Like we it, we are truly the last coastal stronghold in California. And if you look at it, go north, you're in Santa Barbara, Carpinteria. You go south, you go take the PCH, you're in Malibu. Malibu, you're at you know six six to ten dollars a square foot. Santa Barbara, you're you're almost almost exactly that too as well. Where else is there left to go, where you can throw a baseball outside of my business and have it dump in the ocean? It's you know it's a, it's a it's a it's a good chuck of a baseball, but and and, and again when I when I was developing rocks and jams. Being in the industry, I had analytical data that really helped me come to this decision. So if I didn't physically walk into the bar in San Diego, I had colleagues or I had data that would support Y Ventura, right? And Y Ventura is because if you go south, you're going you're gonna to butt up into Malibu, Santa Monica, Venice, Venice, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa, Redondo, Palos Verdes, all the way down. And it's, it's, it's really competitive out there. And for a guy like me... To get into a place like I have right now at Rocks, it was just it just thinking of going south or north just was wasn't wasn't part of the plan. And that's what I love too, is it's still <coughs> still squeeze in the juice. There's still juice coming out of that orange because man, haters the last three to four years of Ventura, the city in particular, have been moving their money out, taking their money out of downtown, out of Ventura, maybe going to, you know, Tennessee, Texas, Arizona, oh, yeah. Utah. Saying that there's no squeeze in the juice, but you're telling me as there's a business, you know, Spence, you hear it? There's, there's juice. a ton. There's, there's a ton. Juice. There's a ton of juice. Yeah, and when do you shut the gate? You know, I get tired of that too because I, I was in TO in '61, and sure it was prime. You could have a horse or a motorcycle and go up, but things do change, things do 100%. grow, and you just want to do it well. The only thing I don't want to see is the Disneyfication of stuff. I'd rather see rocks and drams and busy bees. Then maybe a Bubba shrimp. Or I'm all something. for it. You know, all, I yeah. growth is great, but I would like it to be as much. And I know they employ people, and people have great jobs at In and Out and this and that. But I think it's 
historically important that with our growth we we feed that local thing where somebody would wear a rocks and jam shirt in kansas because they always oh, at this cool place yeah. it was on, off the hook but some of this stuff is like it's there's nothing about it where somebody will look and say, hey where the hell is that you know and that's what i would like to keep in ventura with the growth and i can't echo what you just said you know you know yes there's there's so many smart people in this town why can't we all just get in a room and meticulously understand what this place needs, right? Why? Why is it so hard? You know, I mean, across from me, caddy corner from me, I'm in both directions, I have the Bella Major. What is mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Right? I mean, why can't why can't why can't the city figure that part out? And the other caddy corner, there's a there's a Section Eight housing. It's a whole historic hotel. Beautiful building. What are, what are we doing it's here? Gotta go. What are we doing? It's I mean, at, at the end of the day, for me, I would love to have 50 occupants in 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 each uh. direction for me. Three percent of those occupants come in on a daily basis to rocks and jams. I'm a happy camper. I'm a happy business owner. But yet, yes, we talk about no growth. But yet, we talk about let's talk about these two places that have been sitting dormant and one that's just completely underutilized. A multi-million-dollar place. And can I afford it? No. But I, I congratulate the person who can, and it should be available to that person absolutely. Because, like you say, that property is gorgeous it is mm, man section eight are you kidding me P- keep people safe and keep oh, but not go to busy bee next time you go to busy bee sit in the patio mm-hmm. and stare at the building yeah and just watch what comes out and yeah. i think i think you you would and, and we're, we're that close to to our yeah. city hall you know and, and and for me it's it's one of those things where it just it, it blows my mind you know as a business owner and as as someone who and you hear as someone who hears, uh, keep it small, you know. Okay, well let's keep it small. But what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing to to what, what's the plan? And that's just it. There is no plan. You know, it's the people on the hill that just mm-hmm. want to keep things the way they the way they want it. And and I, look, I'm all for quaint. I'm all for you know looking at things and and really building a plan. And if anyone knows me, I, I build plans, and and I'm all for it. Like we need to look at things. And go. What what do we need? Ventura needs a hotel, and we need a hotel that that can maximize our our beautiful like beach, not not one that looks that faces a freeway, yeah. you know, off seaward. Which you know, oh, we're building a hotel. Like, okay, great. Well, what what person in their like right mind is going to come stay here and stare at the one on one freeway? Yeah. Okay, you know, I, sure. I you know, and then you have the Crown Plaza that definitely needs an upgrade, you know, f- you know, hands down. You know, then you have the Marriott, you know, and and, you know, again, you know, I don't really feel like we're maximizing our coastline to bring people in, you know, outside to stay and 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 spend money here. I was at the Marriott for a wedding many, many, many years ago, and we were in a room there and there's no windows to see the beach. Awesome. And I'm sitting there going, we are on the real estate of one of the most gorgeous places around who built this? You know, who decided that? It was so weird. Uh, but it is stuff like that. You know, just a quick mm-hmm. swing of the hammer, make a window, and everything's all right. But I think we need all of the above, everything you just said. I don't know if you noticed this, Spence, but that was a Ventura forward let's go moment by mm-hmm. Mark there. Letting <laughs> the soapbox get on top, letting the people of the hillside know that we aren't going to stay small. And this is the cool part. We don't have to go big. Let's, let's just go, go medium. Let's just go medium. Right? Let's just get off being small, though. Let's get off of being a start. Let's move forward. Let's get it moving forward. Let's move forward. And the conversations that Mark is so privy about 
and on top of me about, which I really like, is when we were talking about PSG in the retail space, Mark immediately messaged me, how are we going to set up provisions to make sure that local businesses get the first right to occupy these retail spaces? Like if there's going to be a restaurant on the fairgrounds with a rooftop view, Rocks and Drams or somebody local better get the first right of option there, Spence. And those are the things that we can really forecast as a community to put in the provisions now with PSG. It came up last night, a few of those things came up last night about, you know, uh, construction and who gets the jobs. But if we can break it down to the businesses, I love that idea, too. And the, as we uh, wrap up here, the cliche of, oh, I don't want to be the valley. It won't be the valley. You know, what do you think? We're idiots? You know, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better, but it's going to be beautiful. And that's the thing. Everybody said that in Tia. We don't want it to be the valley. The valley was a different thing. And here we have the potential of making something really beautiful better. 100%. And there's, there's some smart people in this town. There's some smart people, you know, sitting in, sitting in City Hall. You know, I think it's just a matter of us being the drum every day and really letting them know what we want and what really we can, what we can use here. I, I, for sure, we're, we're hotel deficiency. You know, there's a huge hotel deficiency. We need, we need a better hotel. Um, you know, we will get better operators coming in into, into Ventura, for sure, you know, that, that will come. You know, there, again, the pandemic has pushed people in so many different directions, uh, and they're coming, you know. But I love where we're going from a cocktail culture standpoint. I mean, you got Strange Beast that just opened up. You have, you have Brennan and Misty who are doing cool things. They have Mescal Bar coming on, you know. You have Cafe Fury that's just a complete staple, right? Like, that's that's the place I really feel that kicked everything off. Yeah. Like, those two, Maria and Anna, are, like, amazing, amazing people, right? Thank you for shouting them out. Huge, yeah, you huge have, fan. You have Lure, right? You have Finney's. You know, you have, you have you know, Winchester's down the way. You know, JR and Sam have been here forever. Like, the, they, are, on top of Maria, are, like, the pioneers of Ventura, you know, on-premise, right? You have Jim and Shannon over down at the end of the street with Piranos, right? You have, you know, you have, you know, you got Fluid State, you got Ventiki, you know, you have, you have a lot, you know, you have Limoni Sal, then you have, you know, um, Cornavaca, which Dargans. I love to go, Dargan's, of course, right? <laughs> Dargan's a staple, right? You know, and I feel like, you know, we, we are, I, what I, what, what my stoke is, is seeing craft cocktail culture arise in Ventura. Like, that's my stoke. And, and again, being the butt of every joke corporately about Ventura and me living in Ventura and me managing Ventura. You know, I, I nothing want more than to see Ventura arise and literally put a middle finger up to all these execs who talk down to Ventura. And that's 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 my stoke. Plain that's simple. number 45. Mark Valdivia bringing the thunder through the Ventura Ford, a man to make us different, folks. And we say that we're going to be different. We're going to be better. And when we're better, we're the greatest city in the world. And when you go to Rocks and Drams, you know that you're getting served by somebody who has the highest level of expectation of customer service in the world. Mark, that's why we brought you in today because you. you live up to the expectations of this Ventura Ford attitude. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. Hey, let's go. Before we show that stoke off, you know what? I forgot to ask him, Spence. Do you have one more thing? You did such a good job closing there. Anyone else you want to shout out or one more comment before you leave and drive home? One more thing. You know, shout out to my wife for putting up with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, us monsters. Yeah, nothing. yeah. I mean, I, I'm. And a, reigning you in from Turkey. You've done a lot. Yeah. So yeah, stay that here. one, that one, you know, my, look, my here. wife is super supportive of everything, mm -hmm. you know, and when I came up with the idea to do rocks, she was just like, okay, you know, quit your, you know, your three figure salary and go, go do this. I made more money when I was 25, I'll tell you that. But I'm happy. I work 16 hour days and I don't look back. Like I'm, I'm the happiest I think I've been 
for a long time. I don't miss my kids' practices, nothing. So I'm, I'm happy. We got a lot in common, and it sounds like the three of us on the microphones here that befriend every good man, there's a better woman, yes. and we all agree upon that one. Yes. So episode number 45, go to Rocks and Drams. I heard they're hiring for a bartender. Yes. I saw that. The expectations and specs are high. But if you want to throw your hat into the cocktail ring, give Mark a call. Spence, there might be rumors, too, of a Ventura forward food item coming up on the menu. We're keeping the pressure high. Until next time, let's go. Let's go.